Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Products, Structure and Strategy. So today we're carrying on the theme of the A to Z of raising commercial finance. So today is C. So C is for commercial valuations, mainly on HMOs. So commercial valuations are a bit of a nightmare because it's all down to the value that you're assigned and also a bit of good luck. Essentially it comes down to who would buy the property if you were to sell it or it was repossessed. The reason it's based on this is because the lender always needs to think of the worst case scenario. They need to know that if they were to repossess, what that property is going to be worth if they were able to sell it as a commercial investment, if that's what they could sell it at. If there is a risk that the only market come a repossession would be a family, then this will be reflected in a bricks and mortar valuation. If the only market come a, represent, a repossession would be investors, then this will be reflected in a commercial valuation. So if you've ensuited all the rooms, obtained a license, obtained planning, then in theory only an investor would be suited to buying this sort of property. So you would most likely get a commercial valuation. If the property hasn't really been fundamentally changed and it could be sold to a family without them needing to spend a fortune on it, then realistically that's going to be a bricks and mortar valuation. So, for example, if you've only added fire doors, not ensuited any of the rooms, kept one kitchen, one bathroom, then a family would not need to spend much to get this back to a family house. So bricks and mortar would almost be certain in this scenario. So a commercial valuation can be worked out a number of different ways. But the one that I see normally used the most is the gross rent less 20% for voids and maintenance. Now that percentage for voids and maintenance can be different. It depends on the area, the valuer, uh, it depends on a lot of different factors. They then times that gross rent less 20% by a multiplier. Now the valuer comes up with what they deem to be a reasonable figure uh, for a comparable yield in this scenario. Now it will be based on a lot of different valuations that they've done in that area. Now, what you will find is if you actually have a look at ricksfirms.com, it's a website that lists all of the RICS certified valuers in your area. So I'd recommend going to that website, finding at least three to five valuers near to where your HMO is, give them a call, ask them what yield or multiply they're assigning to commercial HMOs in the area, even ask them how those HMOs were set up. Did they have on all the in all the bedrooms? Did they have to obtain planning? How big were the HMOs? You'll likely only find that one or maybe two of those valuers will actually be happy to have a conversation with you. Uh, so you may find that you need to phone more than three to five in order to get an average for your area. So this obviously will only be an average and cannot really be relied upon fully uh, as every valuer, lender and HMO is going to be different. But it will certainly give you a starting point. Now, just to give you an idea uh, with regards to how the multiplier is actually calculated, the multiplier is 100 divided by the yield. So if you have a 14% yield, it's a 7.1 times multiplier. If you have a 10 times yield, it's a 10 times multiplier. If you have a 6% yield, it's a 16.6 times multiplier. So that's how that's normally calculated. So one strategy uh, that I'm actually seeing more and more people turning to with HMOs in order to get the valuations that they want is actually to convert commercial properties into HMOs. So that's, for example, an office block into an HMO. So you, in these scenarios, you've got no issue with regards to that property being viewed as a family home because it was never a family home to begin with. So the most effective use of this I've seen is big office blocks into even bigger HMOs. 
So these tend to attract the best multipliers from the valuers uh, and also the rooms tend to be larger. Uh, the reason I say this is because most office spaces tend to have big rooms so you can convert them into normally HMO rooms that hit sort of minimum standard. Uh, obviously that's not always the case. So me personally, I actually moved into an HMO when I was 18 um, so that I could be closer to work and that was actually an office block that had been converted into rooms. Uh, the rooms were much bigger than any other HMO that was rented in that area. Um, however, it was poor quality uh, and you always felt like you were actually sleeping in an office. So done right, it could have actually been an amazing HMO um, and actually it's just been bought by an investor who you will see sort of dotted about in the in the property communities um, and they've actually made it a beautiful, beautiful HMO. Um, so it can be done. So keep that in mind, that could be a really good strategy moving forward. So that was C. Uh, in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about D, which is for deal structure.